0: Why did I make you? This is not part of my notes, but I just feel the Holy Spirit's on this because this is important. We want to talk about the Holy Spirit today. We're going to talk a little bit about Israel. We're not going to go into politics. We're not going to do all that sort of stuff. We're going to talk about what God's been talking to us about. Um, but why did God create you? And Some people say, oh, we're here to worship God. We're here to worship Him. And yes, But is he he an egotistical God, or does he need your worship, or did he create you because he wanted relationship with you? Makes more sense the more we, like, the more the Father that I've got to know, the Holy Spirit that I've gotten to know, the Jesus that I've gotten to know, is, and that's the mind-blowing thing. He created this entire universe to the point where if you've ever watched those astrology things and they tell you about how, if I mean to, talking about all the stars and moon and all the things, astronomy. Sorry, not astrology. It's something different. <laughs> 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 Just wanted to check, if we're in the right house, yeah. um, astronomy, with um, the way that if, if a planet was like out by one degree in the way it goes through the through the um, the universe through the solar system, that we could that life would not exist here. And they go through all these amazing, amazing, miraculous things that if one degree difference would mean no life, would mean no us. And so that's the, the attention to detail that our Father's gone to, to to create the heavens and the earth so that we could dwell there. Now, why? Just because he was bored, something to do? Or did he actually want to be with us? Because And why, why does he want to be with us? Why does he want to be with you? I thought we were sinners and terrible and punishment, but is that really our father? Yes, he's a just, just father. He is a just Lord. However, he wants relationship with his children. We just have to be children of God. How do we be children? you have that question, you can ask the Holy Spirit. But um, the first thing I think we just need to understand is how much, what lengths he's gone through, through the Bible, what lengths he's gone through to try and get back relationship from the fall. What, all the things he went through and to the point where he actually turned up fully man, fully God, died on the cross, took all our punishment, took all our curses so that we could be fully blessed again and be connected with him. So um, I just felt that question is a, it's a good question to ask. Um, but let's get into a little bit. I'm not going to get too political and deep. on I know a lot of people have over, over the whole Israel thing, um, Palestine thing. So that's not what I'm here to do. I'm going to give you a perspective that God showed me this week on all of this. And I'm sure we kind of covered it because we were during worship. Did you feel that during worship? I felt like we released a lot of that. We got a lot of that. We, we got refocused on our heart on where we were actually at. And I said to God this week when I was doing the, um, trying to get ready for this message. And I'm like, I'm in the Bible and I'm looking at different things and learning about um, what's been going on in the world. And I've been learning about what it says in the Bible and where's the Bible, Where's where am I, where's it taking me? And I was really struggling. I had like ten passages that were like easily could be a whole lesson on each of these passages in the Bible so much beauty in there and then I actually did the I got so wound up and anxious I felt all this anxiety and like about the world and I, has anyone else felt like that this week so it's okay you led to if you're not maybe you're way more spiritual than me and maybe <laughs> But I just felt like, oh, all this horrible stuff I'm flicking through because we've got a TikTok account. I'm flicking through and I'm just seeing horrific things going on. Um, and so I actually ended up doing, going just, okay, Holy Spirit, can you just, I'm just going to submit to you. Um, and we did it again here today. I felt like we were, we were praying today and I went into this kind of warfare zone where I'm like, we're praying against this, and we're praying against this, and the Lord, you can... And all that sort of stuff. And then um, and Joy, Joy did a, uh, started praying, and Joy just played. Joy, who's been playing on the keyboards, and she just um, it, she just brought the Holy Spirit of where the Holy Spirit was really at. And it was the exact opposite of that. And I realized that, oh, hang on. We need to just re- put all this down. Let's put our agenda down. Let's put our what we think about Palestine, what we think about Hamas... What we think about all these things down and think about one thing, and that is God. And so that's what I started doing on maybe Friday finally, Thursday, Friday, I started just submitting. And then I realized that I was, and I'd felt joy. And I heard that word, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. As as believers, we're called to, yes, we pray, we stand in the gap, and, and we are doing that. But also remember who we are um, with the Lord. So, so. Oops. I haven't turned it on, have I? That's probably the word I've done. There we go. I thought I'd like to start with this. Shalom, the true biblical Shalom. So Shalom is the greeting. It's the Israel, it's like Shalom, or we wish people it's like a blessing when we instead of saying hello. The true biblical Shalom means an inward sense of completeness or wholeness, although it can also describe the absence of war. that's interesting. A majority of biblical references refer to an inner completeness and tranquility. So I just uh, bless Israel with the word shalom. That the word shalom should come to its full meaning. That the word shalom is no longer just a thing that they utter. It is a true thing that comes to Israel. And then the other part was this. We were um, When we prayed up in the throne room, we went up to the throne room on... Um, uh, which is just the room upstairs here, in the building, and it was just so beautiful. We were all praying, and we did the same thing. You know, you start out and bah, warfare. Bah, bah. you know we do all the Pentecostal stuff that we do. We get stuck in, and we and we'd start doing the haka and in the spirit world, and then uh, the same thing kind of happened. And God reminded me of what we're just we're to pray for. Um, we're to pray for our governments and the leadership. We're to pray for the we're also to pray of course yes we pray for the people the innocent people but if we want change we grant, we we if we want to have an influence if you want to penetrate the kingdom get the kingdom into these places we need to pray for governments and leadership that's in Israel that's in Palestine and that's also in New Zealand right now right we and we covered a bit of that also in in worship which is kind of cool right the holy spirit's on this and i and then I started looking at Israel, the leadership that comes out of Israel. So we want to pray and be aware that Israel is the home of all the world's most incredible leadership. All the most incredible leadership ever is in our lineage. Did you know that? Because when we died with Christ and we rose again, we became heirs. We became part of the kingdom. And so that's our lineage. That's our lineage. It's not an order, those guys that are, <laughs> that are real scholars. It's not an order. And the word Davidic, David, Davidic leadership come up. We want to pray for Davidic leadership to move into these roles, into these areas. Leadership's going to change hands all around the world. And God can affect and influence these places And he can bring a godly and a righteous leadership. We pray for leadership. Don't forget to pray for leadership. Pray for the sick. Pray for the people, the innocent people. But also pray for leadership. Because that's where change is really going to happen. That's where the real miracles are going to happen. God loves working with leaders. He loves talking to them. He loves it when they come and sit with him. And David was just like that, right? They all were like that. But David had a... felt like David, like a Davidic leadership that's about to happen. I feel like there's a, I don't feel like it. I know there's a Davidic leadership happening in this house, people in this room, in the whole lands, there's been a released a Davidic leadership, giant slayers, yeah, lion killers. So I was like, so what can we do, Father? And he brought it back to, remember this whole message, we've been talking about relationship, being in relationship, and we've been talking about um, the gospel. And so, so I felt like, has anyone felt like this this week? I don't know what to do. What do I do? What do I do? There's this stuff going on. What do I do? What can I do? And you start, you know, getting anxious about this sort of stuff. And so first thing I got that I felt on my heart was to draw near. Matthew six thirty three. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He's not a weak God. He's not, a, he's not afraid of sin. He's not afraid of evil. Um, draw near could be however you draw near, by the way. Draw near, you open the Bible, you get into the Word, and you draw near. However you have that relationship. You go sit in the garden, you go for a drive, you go for a walk, you know, do the dishes. Whatever it is that you draw near, maybe go to your, your quiet place, your little altar. Yeah. <laughs> Pray. How about that? It's prayer is something that we need to have reverence for. It's um, important. We have been given authority, so use it. Open your mouth. Pray. I'm talking to me at the same time here. I'm no, I'm, this, is, this, is, this is stuff the Holy Spirit's been telling me, by the way. This is not, this, but he told me it's for everybody at the same time. Listen for my voice. Pray, but don't forget to listen. And acknowledge him when he talks. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for speaking to me. Thank you, Father, for speaking to me. I heard you say this, and I'm so grateful that you said it again. Can't wait for you to say something else. You know, allow him to uh, acknowledge him, encourage him to speak more. I just thought I'd put this: ask me anything. Sometimes we have a, um, we only come to him with the most best version of ourselves. Oh Lord, you're so even though we've had a crappy day and we're really not happy at all. And, oh Lord, you're so good and I'm so grateful. I'm you, you say all this stuff, and you work yourself into a frenzy trying to make sure that you come to God. Not letting him know that actually you're a bit of a mess. Ask me anything. That's what he said to me. Ask me anything. Anything. No matter how scared you are or how unrighteous you feel in that moment, ask me anything. I dare you to ask him. When you've just done something you're so ashamed of, you feel so guilty, ask God about it. See what he says. I think you'll be quite surprised. Don't be afraid to ask him. I think we think instantly we're going to get condemnation, but be authentic. Come to him. If you're angry and you think it's his fault, let him have it. He can handle it. I felt the spirit on that. That might be someone here that thinks you don't do that. I understand reverence for God. He's bigger than that. He can handle it. It's like, you know, you go up to him, this little kid and starts whacking his dad and his dad's just laughing. He's like, oh yeah, well done, son. And And then you get it out of your system and then you have this relationship again, yeah? Just get out of your system. Be frank with him. He's that kind of friend. He wants to be that intimate with you. Intimacy is, yes, there's conflict in intimacy. You can't have intimacy without conflict. Have a think about that. It's not just all roses the whole time. Any relationship in this room that's worthwhile has gone through conflict. It's gone through difficult stuff. And he wants to go through it with us. So he can come out the other side with you and he can be there in you, in there with you worship worship we just did that this morning such a good worship this morning so good to be in this house of worship worship can be worship can be anything worship can be two people getting together and talking about what god did because you're worshiping in that moment there's all sorts of forms of worship Whenever there's two people start to get together and talk about God, that's where that's like a, a holy place right there. And that's where the kingdom is expanding. I always think of when um, your kingdom come, your will be done, that amazing prayer. Our Father who art in heaven. I just love it because straight away Jesus lets them know. Our Father. didn't say, Lord, you way in heaven, Lord. He says, our Father. It's a relationship who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy, holy, holy are you. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. So when the kingdom comes, I got a revelation of this. I used to think, oh, we need to, more people, the more people we have that come to Jesus, that's the kingdom growing, which is right. But I also see it as, you know, those earthquake, um, when you look on the maps of earthquakes and they show that little, the circle, the, the red circle that goes out and it's like a, a 6.9 is like this big massive area over New Zealand, and if it's just like a 3.2, it's like a little dot. And it's that's I think of our kingdom, here's a dot right here. Here is a huge, huge dot of the kingdom. Am I right? This, the, the circumference, circumference. did I get that right? Of that circle is the kingdom coming in, with you. The more we get to know him, the more we understand who we are, an authority that we step into, you're right, the bigger that circle grows. And so that's also, each of us has a responsibility to grow the kingdom, yeah? So we get to influence the kingdom, not just by telling other people and, and evangelizing, but by who we are in the word. How do I understand you? How do I know you, God? Boom, just grew. Two people get together and start talking about Jesus. Boom, just grew again. The kingdom is growing. Your kingdom come, your will be done. I just think that's a real cool image to help you think about your own journey, your walk. How big is that? How big does God want it to be? How big are you willing to go with that circumference, with that massive circle? You know, what kind, what kind of Richter scale measurement is your kingdom? So, and, and it can start anywhere. Um, rest. Rest is not. I'm taking the day off on Saturday. That's some sort of sort of rest. The rest I'm talking about, and I'll I'll give you a picture of this that I got real strongly, and I've shared it with a few people here. I might have shared it with you all. Um, but rest is when you let go of everything, and I just I picture myself like this, and I fall back into Jesus. And so it's falling back into Jesus and feeling that, like, a really comfy, like, um, mattress and bed. You know, when you're just, like, as a kid and you fall back, you stand on the, your parents' bed, and, I don't know if you've done this, and you fall back. And you just and you just love that sensation when you just go, into the bed. It's back in the 70s for me, so it was more like, <laughs> And it had, like, a real bad roll together. And it, had, it had, like, boards underneath it to try and keep the roll together from, anyway, it's, it's, live, it's growing up in a state house with five kids. <laughs> but you've got that feeling that it what does it feel like to fully trust Jesus. This is what rest is. Rest is not doing, not, not doing anything. Out of rest, when you're in that place, he starts giving you ideas, exciting ideas. And he says, why don't you try this? Why don't you invest in Bitcoin tomorrow? 500 bucks. That sort of stuff. He, by the way, he cares about your finances. He, he cares about your finances. Honestly, he knows, he knows how to... Re- he can increase your finances through these ways. He'll give you ideas on things like this when you just rest in him. And you might rest in him and go, what do you want me to do, Lord? And you go, I don't hear anything. In other words, you're exactly where you need to be. Perfect. Do nothing. Carry on. Carry on. Because he has a timing. And it's seasons for things but to go into that rest so which side do you choose oh, which side do you choose a lot of people are doing a list at the moment if you go online honestly the church the um if the, a lot of, you've probably seen it the christian stuff online pretty full-on at the moment because everyone's jumping on the bandwagon and it's views are going through the roof for all these people right you go on youtube and you flip through and someone's like a, the end is nigh and, and all the things, right? And you might believe that it's cool, that's all good. And yes, there's um there's no love in that. There's no love in that. Which side do you choose? We don't choose a side as Christians you like that. I stand for the army of God. That's the army I'm part of. But it's not an army of don't do anything, no power. At the same time, I love that picture, eh? That picture, I just love, if you're in a place of rest, that might be you right now. You've got your sword to the ground and you're putting one knee to the ground and you're saying, I'm waiting for your command, Father. When you say go, I will go. That's a powerful place to be. There's that famous story of all the enemy is is coming in, is, is encroaching, and they just held fast. They looked just like that and they didn't even look up. And the enemy's advancing, the enemy's advancing, the enemy's advancing. Enemies real close, real close. They're waiting for the call. They're waiting for God to say, go. That's sometimes during a season of that. It's okay to be in that season. Cool. Romans 13, 1 to 7. So this is something really interesting to me because I think often we can be like, oh, you know, we just don't want any... Uh, you know, any uh, governments to run in and do these things that they're doing. and But in Romans 13, I'll just re- read this out to you. This is the NIV version. I'll just read this out. It's just very short. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Can I just be real honest and authentic here? I really struggle with this, eh? Hey? Like, I submit to it, but it's hard for me because I have so much resentment towards to the evil that goes on in governments, right? And so I like I don't want to submit to something that's evil. So for me that's real difficult. And and if you've got that justice thing, yeah, you're like just and but pray for your government. Pray pray for our leadership. That's what our role. But it says here, this is Paul by the way, this is Paul saying this. This is New Covenant. This is New Testament. Therefore, whoever resists the authority, resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works. I'm bringing this up, by the way, because it's okay for the government to go and try and punish Hamas. And it's okay for Israel to go and, because this is on the earth. We can't just go, oh, look, Hamas have um, done horrific things with babies, children, wives, families, and horrific deaths have occurred. Atrocities have happened, but we're just going to forgive you and just go run off. Now, in the spirit, we forgive and we ask them to repent. However, we sh- we can't come against a government for doing what a government should do, and that's protecting its people. So when Israel goes in and attacks it or, um, and I don't know if you understand the situation, but Hamas will tend to put weapons and all their stuff is surrounded by um, innocent civilians, and that's the way they do things. It, that was a terrorist attack that went on there, and that was it was pure evil. It was pure evil. What happened, and there has to be a retaliation. So we can't condemn the the, the, uh, the retaliation. But we're in a tough place here right now, right? This is why some of us must be wrestling with. But I just want to I'll keep reading Romans thirteen, just to, just to allow. It shows where the government is allowed to do what governments do. Let governments do what governments need to do to protect their people, and, um, and we contend with the spirit, and we pray for their leadership. Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same, for he is God's minister to avoid uh, --'s see, uh, to you for good. Uh, but if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister. An avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes. I don't like that line either, but it's right. <laughs> for they are God's ministers. I'm just trying to be authentic here. Um, and, you know, I'm not perfect, I struggle with the stuff. You know, I'm just a person that's been given the mic and given the authority to, on the house. Um, I'm just human, just like you guys. You know, what we saw what happened a few years ago when the government got a bit carried away and it, caused, it tried to cause a lot of division, but look at us now. Look at us now, we're still together. Um, and I still have, I got a, I'm taking it to God. I, I just discovered this the other day and realized that I have this problem. I, I'm, a, I'm like, yeah, I'll pray for leadership, but not these guys. Oh, I want I want the government to succeed, but not these ones. And then I'm like, oh, where's my heart at? Where's my heart at? You know? So I've got work to do. I've got work to do. So maybe some of us have here too. Um I think we covered everything in there. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty good. So Romans 13, I didn't I never I was completely unaware. I think I've I mean I've read that before, but I didn't realise the weight of that um and how important it was for my Walk right now. Maybe that helps and blesses a few of you guys here too. Just to help with that clarity because it's so confusing. We've got to pray for everyone not to hurt everyone, but that's injustice and we've got to fix that. And it's like, let the government do what they do, but also pray for them. You anyway, know, I think I've said that a lot. <laughs> and I was also led to this. Interesting how the word rejoice is in there. Psalms 122. So this is a prayer um, for Jerusalem. I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord according to the statute given to Israel. There stand the thrones for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray, sorry, this is in yellow. You might not be able to see this, but it's my fault. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, Peace be with you. Shalom. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. It's pretty cool, huh? And then I saw this Rejoice in the Lord always. See the rejoice? So, we're not called to be sad and 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 upset. Um, we can have those emotions, but we just have to remember who we are, and we can still dance when the enemy is coming towards us. I will say it again. Rejoice! Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. In peace of and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. See, there's that rest. There's all the things we covered when we talked about those points. Finally, brothers and sisters, wherever is, uh, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Philippians. So good, yeah? So I think we'll just, um, I, there is a, and what have I got here? I did have a thing on Romans that I wanted to get through, but we're not going to do that today because I think we've had a, had enough of me speaking. Um, but I wanted to, uh, I'll just quickly show you this. We won't go through the passage. This is from Romans 8. Um, I highlighted in red that every time it says the Spirit, and you can see that the Holy Spirit is very important. A New Testament Christian, a New a new, us believers, the covenant that we are, have, have, have beautifully inherited, this covenant relationship with the Lord where he sent his spirit to be with us. I just wanted to realize, I mean, this is just one part of the, of the New Testament that has that in it, but just realize the spirit, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Our Holy Spirit is our guide. If you ever have a concern, we go to our Holy Spirit. Do you want me to read it? Do You to read it because I can't read my eyes with my glasses.
1: Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh God did by sending his own son and the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering and so he condemned sin and the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong in Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. Hallelujah. It's
0: the gospel. It's the gospels in there. It's a gospel. There's a, there, is a, there was a whole other section, but we won't do that one as well. Would you want to? You want to? One, look, let's just hear
1: it. I can't help it. I love it. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Romans eight fourteen. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again, but rather the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, and heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits and eager expectation for the children of god to be revealed
0: that is about yeah that's a worth an applause for that that is worth an applause so that's us that's us we are children yeah so and so if you um let's just have the band um come up i'm in the band so i probably get going um well we have um an establishment going on. and I'm trying to sort of come up and pick people up on the way through because when we understand what Christ has done for us with the gospel and you get the if you really want the fullness of the gospel, you have to accept sonship. That we are heirs to the kingdom and that, that has power. I want us to move into that, but we're just still laying a foundation because I feel the spirit, there's still some people need to catch up with that. There's some revelations that need to happen there, and the revelation of grace revelation of how much we're loved, the revelation of how much the Father wants to be with us so he can tell us who we are as a son and a daughter, so that we can step fully into the kingdom. We can step into our role within the kingdom. We can step within, that. that we can become children of God. We, We get to really fully understand what it is to be a son of the king. So there's power in that, and I think there's one of the things when I came to Christ, I felt there wasn't enough. I felt like why Christianity seemed a bit weak when I came to Christ not long ago. And it's not weak. I found out it's incredibly powerful. But I just don't think we're stepping into it enough. It's almost like, oh, but I don't have the audacity to step into my true fullness. Don't you know I'm blah, 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 and blah, 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 and, you know? And this is where we're going to move into. We're going to bring those shackles down. So if I just encourage anyone here that feels like that they've had some anxiety this week and they want to fully understand who they are in this kingdom, and as we just worship for a while, just have to, um, ask the Father about these things. Ask the Holy Spirit to talk to you. Um, and also for people here that feel like they're ready to step into the fullness of who they really are, who they were created for. Created to be in our Father, no longer powerless, but strong, holding that sword, going, I'm waiting for your call, Father, tell me when, tell me when, tell me when I'll go, I'll go for you. This is what we're stepping into, we're stepping into a Davidic time of Davidic leadership in this house, and you are, there's leaders right here, I encourage the men in this house, I challenge the men in this house to step up in our leadership. And when, I say, when we say repent, we say come back to the Father. Come and rest with your Father. Sit at the feet of your Father and ask Him what He's telling you about you. Ask Him who he, what He thinks of you. Who am I, Father? What giftings have I got? I can't do all that. I can't change the world. And he's going, don't you know who you are? I made you. I want you to step into your fullness. And we're going to do it together. You're not going to be by yourself the father wants to do it with you you don't run off ahead of him so anyway anyone wants that sort of prayer and i'm also going to ask if there's anyone here that hasn't that feels like that um, they are ready to submit to the kingdom of god and become a true heir of christ and that they've just had enough they've just had enough of trying to carry everything themselves they just had enough of trying to carry all the burdens and the weight of the family responsibilities the weight of jobs the weight of uh, the, what's happening politically, anyone that's just had enough, this is the time to so you come on up, get some ministry. And we're going to drop that. Today we're going to declare that's gone from your shoulders. That was never yours to carry. That was never yours to carry. We're going to drop that to the, to the ground.